What up, dudes? Are we recording? We're recording. Sweet. All right. It's it's classroom day. We're gonna we're gonna give a little lesson here. Everybody's gonna learn something, and we'll all be better for it. Back to uh, today. Wow. Yep. Just like that. Did you just throw up a gang sign? I don't know. Did I? That was kind of an Atlanta sign. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure what you did. Uh, anyway, today. I didn't think y'all could see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast. Most of them can't. Um, today we're going to talk about how a magazine works because there seems to be a lot of confusion on that topic with just a ton of people that we talk to on a day-to-day basis. Um, most people don't really seem to understand how we work up this wizardry and actually make money off of it. So let's go through it. I know, Willie, you've got the notes in front of you, so uh, kick me off a topic or, or something here. Okay. What do you want to start with? Hang on. Um, okay, so basically, you know, we've been doing this for whatever, 12 years now. And, and the funny thing is, okay, in case you hadn't heard any other podcasts, real short story is that... I went out hardcore and got the job with S3, which was an existing magazine. That was in just before Christmas of 2005. By February of 2006, we're talking like six weeks later, I was laid off. Um, and when I got hired, I was like, <clears throat> I was like anybody else, man. I didn't, I, I didn't know how a magazine worked. I knew how it worked. You subscribe, you get a lot of subscribers, you make radical content you know, and you take over the world. That's kind of the way I I saw it. And I remember when um, Todd Lamb was the old owner, when he was kind of interviewing me, you know, he was he was trying to test me and see what, what I understood about actual publishing and not just writing. Um, and I, I didn't understand any of it, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so fast forward, I ended up getting like a crash course in this stuff uh, because six weeks later... We got laid off. Me and the designer ended up buying the magazine that laid us off in this whole soap opera series of events that unfolded. <clears throat> and and part of that deal was Todd, the old owner, let us stay in the office so he could teach us about some of this stuff. So uh, the interesting thing about S3 is aside from what we learned in that crash course, we never had any professional training. We never really had an older publisher or an older ad exec or anything like that to teach us the ropes uh you my, still have it no still, my, no Mike, it out the whole time yeah again you might have heard the story we tell it a lot but mike um called me what a couple weeks within a couple weeks of us getting the magazine because you had heard about it you yep. asked if we needed an intern i said we needed somebody to sell ads because i was in that process of learning like holy crap we got to sell ads if we're ever ever gonna make the first issue under our ownership so Mm -hmm. yeah you were 20 years old at the time you ended up being the ad sales guy none of us really knew what the hell we were doing so all this information might be incorrect (laughs) (laughs) but uh (laughs) we make a magazine magazine. (laughs) probably wrong anyway that was the backstory um what we've realized over the past 12 years dozen years whatever it is now um is that okay so People really don't, it's not that they don't understand, they just don't think about it, right? They hadn't, like, they hadn't, I don't know, why would they, you know? Um, So a lot of times people think, obviously, subscribers, you know, like, they think you make your money off subscriptions. Uh, And we... I mean, technically, we do make money off of it, but we also lose money. Yeah. By the time we send you guys, like, the fourth or fifth issue, it's a negative impact. We're losing money at that point. I mean... 
guys, think about it. We've got to print a magazine. Uh, you know, if you're subscribing for 12 issues, we got to print it 12 times. We got to send it to you 12 times. Even if mm -hmm. you spent 20 bucks on that subscription, we're losing. And usually you yeah. spent 20 bucks and you got a shirt at some show or something like that, you know. So obviously we're losing our ass on that deal. Um, yeah. But here's how it works. It, the, the, the gamble is that we make it back on advertising. And yes. advertising is how magazines make money, right? So you've got your wheel company, your turbo company, your whatever, your aero body kit company, your your car manufacturer like a Honda or a Chevy or whoever it is. Those guys put ads in the magazine. Um, that's what funds it, like pretty much 100%. The, uh, the subscriptions, while greatly appreciated, uh, and it's cash flow, but like you said, yeah. we're, we're you know we're on the losing end of that deal um, for any sort of long term. Um, so yes, advertising is what makes the magazine run. It's not subscriptions. It's not even content, which is kind of weird to think about. That's a big common misconception, especially now in the day of the internet where content is king. I mean, content quality matters. Uh, but it's not going to change your ad revenue very much unless unless you're going no, from absolute I, garbage to really great content. And yeah, and people think, you know, if it's a good magazine, it's a, it's a successful magazine. It's not true. A lot of true. the really good magazines are struggling. Mm -hmm. um, and it's because they refuse to sell out because yeah. there's a there's a little bit of a balance, a teeter-totter there um, that you really – we, we, uh, we throughout our career have had a hard time with because Wooly kind of goes rogue and – does his own thing, and I'm trying to make the advertisers happy. And of course, I read the magazine when it prints. But that's and I why have we work. Like, Those guys, holy shit! I can't that, believe he wrote that yeah, little moron. You know, like, <laughs> we're like the Senate and Congress or something. That's what makes it work for us three mm -hmm. is because we balance each other. Yes. Um, if we were both about the money, mm -hmm. then our it magazine, would just be a sold out magazine. Our magazine would be shit. It would be the Justin Bieber. Yeah. Of magazines, no offense to Justin Bieber, but you know what I mean. Like it would Total be like, offense to Justin yeah, Bieber. It, it's the <laughs> it would be the big corporate like you know agenda mm -hmm. type of thing, uh, which we've never been into. Um, yeah. Having said that, I mean maybe sell out isn't the right word, but if you're not paying attention, you know to who's helping you out. If you're not paying attention to your advertisers and trying to show them some damn love and get their products out there you're not going to have a magazine very long. Um, and I understand that some readers, it doesn't bother most people, but some readers will read through magazines and go, oh, all these ads are in the way of the content. They have to be there or else that magazine will not be in your hands ever again. It'll never print again without advertisers. That's right. And the giant stress for us, you know, for any magazine is you constantly, right? Like you've got to always get to that, bottom line or whatever to where you can print the next issue it's yeah. uh, it's a weird industry because you know in, in regular manufacturing or something let's say you make I don't know wings for cars right so you go out you measure you make your wing the wings come in that you know finally have and you sell 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 you just get on the line or get online every day and yep. sell as much as you can with a magazine it's really different because you put everything into making this product and then when it comes out Essentially, you gotta make a new one all on, over again. Yeah, I mean, on y'all's end, you're getting it and reading it, but on our end, we're always working kind of a magazine ahead, you know. So as soon as an issue comes out, it's like, all right, good, that one's done. 
let's redo it all over again. You know, we got to yeah. reinvent the wheel every time. And every time we got to make sure that we sell enough advertising to get that thing printed. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of advertisers, just so you guys know, um, will do year long commitments. You know what I mean? Yep. So they're like, okay, put us in every issue uh, for, you know, this year or this next year, or put us in half of the issues or, you know, so we know what they're going to do, whether they're going to yep. do a full page or a half page or whatever. Um, and sometimes just so you guys know, there are like things with that, like, you know, they'll be like, hey, uh, we wouldn't be in every issue, but can you feature one of our cars? Or, yeah. or you know, we got this this guy, he's freaking awesome. He's like this unknown drifter that's going to be huge, like, because you guys do something on him. And, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, our answer at S3 is always like, yeah, if they're cool. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, like it's <laughs> one of those things. But, um, but yeah, so it, the, the screwy thing, though, that we're starting to notice just this last year, really, is that, like, okay, for, like, for for all of time as long as there's been magazines like there's been yearly budgets and companies plot out their yearly budgets you know and they allocate those budgets in different places whether it's tv or print or digital or you know whatever it is but now i think because of the social media climate it's like these yearly budgets are kind of going away a little yeah. bit it seems uh not with the bigger more established companies that are more organized but especially yeah. with kind of the the younger companies out there like it's no the longer sized younger companies it's like literally a monthly budget like they're just yeah. kind of like every month they're like uh let's take some of this from facebook and let's put it in print <laughs> or yeah. let's take some of this from print let's put it in facebook or whatever yeah. it is um so yeah and what's that... crazy is what those guys are doing with their budgets is what publishing you know magazine companies are now having to do with how we get paid because now we are having to figure out ways to make money, obviously off of the magazine, but that revenue is slowly going away as digital gets bigger. But now we're making money off of digital stuff too, podcasts, the website, you know, all sorts of stuff. So at all times, we're kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul. You know, we'll we'll sell some website ads and realize, well, crap, that revenue has to go towards printing the magazine. And that that when that happens, that kind of circle of life there. That is exactly why you see a lot of magazine companies going out of business or, or not going the, out of business or but killing not their printing. print side. Yeah. Yeah, killing their print side and then doing only digital because they go, why the hell am I taking this profitable <laughs> thing over here and using it to pay for this? Yeah, um, yeah magazines are expensive, y'all. I mean it's man. It's like buying a damn car every time we go to print. Yeah. And people shipping always shipping alone know, kills you. It's, it's, it's shipping is thousands and thousands of dollars. <laughs> it, it, it's frustrating because people love the magazine and they're like man why don't you guys print more that's why because it takes time to sell the advertising mm -hmm. to make sure that we're at least hitting that you know that that yeah. goal that we need to hit to to keep the train moving or whatever um yeah. you know and yeah back whatever 10 years ago 15 years ago all these magazines all magazines were pretty much monthly because yeah. that that site that process was moving so much faster um yeah. now it takes longer you know, to sell ads, and, and there, there's a bunch more obstacles. For example, we don't wake up and make a magazine every day. We wake up and, like, we make a magazine, but we're also trying to put stuff online, and then we're also trying to put stuff on social, you know, and Instagram it's, it's posts all and... these different things, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's why, you know, our magazine is quarterly, because um, that's kind of how long it takes, you know, by the time we get everything made, get the ads sold, get it all designed, get everything shot, that's kind of what it takes. Um, but yeah, I remember back in the day, magazines used to work like a season ahead of schedule. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they were, they, a lot of magazines, in fact, would actually be booked for the year. Like, <clears throat> you guys might not know this, but 
a lot of magazines have what they call editorial calendars and and you know some of the bigger magazines out there can tell you what they're going to do 10 12 months out you know not only that a lot of the content from six months out has already been created yeah i we could never do that that drives me (laughs) insane like we we can't create content six weeks ahead of no well the the thing is who wants to i mean you know like some of these magazines know what's going to go on their cover in Mm. march of 2019 already yeah We'll find the car that's going on our cover in February of 2019. <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of how we've always been. We always just yeah. kind of fly by the seat of our pants. I mean, I don't know. If we were that if we were that scheduled, we would miss out on so much cool stuff. Oh, so yeah. that's never really been our style. But yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, and so... All right, so the game is that magazines essentially make the bulk of their money off of advertisers. Mm-hmm. Um, so... So a magazine's mission is obviously to attract as many advertisers as possible. And wait, we're missing one thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut you off here really quick. I'm yeah. sorry. Okay. They used to make a lot of money off of newsstands, too. Mm-hmm. Um, used to. But that, you know, when all the bookstores went under and people stopped buying on newsstands, they just became, you know, not profitable. Well, and that changed the game a lot, too. Because, like, <clears throat> for example, when... It's a different strategy. If you're trying to sell a magazine on a newsstand that you know is going to be next to other similar magazines, mm-hmm. then it becomes a strategy of what car do we put on cover? Yes. You know, um, why? Uh, that, you know, when you saw cars that were just shocking, just off the charts, kind of mm-hmm. shocking, whether they ran or not didn't matter to a Super Street or an import tuner. I mean, not that they yep. didn't run, but you know what I mean? It was all about trying to blow your mind, and, and it kind of went too far. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's a different strategy now, you know, now, I mean, you know, we don't do newsstands, so we're not worried about that. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? We're, we're sending them straight to people's homes. So what is on the cover maybe doesn't matter so much. And mm-hmm. we, we concentrate on the design and the photography and kind of the theme yeah. that we're going for with the cover. Um, <clears throat> sadly, I think that newsstands has kind of gone the way of subscriptions where you're just doing it as a marketing expense, you're not making money off of it anymore. Newsstands was always a pain in the ass. Like, y'all, yeah. like, okay, so, you know, you go to a newsstand and a magazine's $5. Well, pretty much everybody's got their hand in that, right? So, so the magazine that sold the issue for $5 gets $1, roughly, and they have like 180 days, if not more, to pay you that dollar. So yeah. any magazine that gets sold, you get a dollar. Any magazine that doesn't get sold gets burnt, gets trashed. Um, they basically rip the covers off and send them back to, to whoever your newsstand circulation people are. Yep. Um, and then they do the math or whatever. And then they have basically a half a year to send you the check uh, for, the, for the copies that you did send. However... There's mysterious shipping costs that are incurred, and they're like, "Well, you know, you sold this and this, but we spent this much shipping and doing a little promotion over here and doing this yeah. and this." So your check you never get paid seventy five dollars. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> like it's that kind of a thing. Uh, you pretty yeah. much cannot bank on getting paid from that. Now you will mm-hmm. if you have a good sell through rate, which is you used to be like what thirty thirty five percent. So that means yeah, 40. for. 40 would be pretty kick-ass. 40 would be I awesome. I think, you know, like, yeah, they told us about 35, and we were stoked when we were hitting that. But, like, yeah. so that means for every 100 magazines, you might sell 30 to 40, 
The rest are trashed. But you incurred all the costs of the 100 magazines and printing them and shipping them there. Um, and like I said, the, the check that you get is always somehow thinner than you thought it was going to be. Um, so <coughs> that was the game, though, you know, back in the newsstand era was to print as much as possible, dominate the newsstand, you know, and, and people would buy it, people would subscribe. Um, and even if people didn't subscribe, that was kind of okay, so long as you were dominating the newsstand. Like, you know, every grocery store you went to back in the day had a Super Street or a Honda Tuning or whatever yep. it was. Uh, side note, because their parent company also owns the newsstand, <laughs> or owned back in the day, so they got and the Looking book. back on it, maybe that was one of the reasons that newsstand didn't work out for us. <laughs> yeah. Like we never had a chance, yeah. Fuck those guys. Yeah, put them in nope. the back. Yep. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I mean, back when print was king, it, it was almost like Facebook now, right? There was one company mm -hmm. out there owned, like, shoot, the majority of all magazines. They also owned the circulation. They had the world by the balls. And if you were an independent magazine, it was hard on you. Um, it, was a, it was a niche monopoly for sure. we sat there and we fought through that. And now it's like, great, we're one of the last magazines standing, and now it's the internet. Can we get a freaking yeah. break? Um, but anyway, uh, where the hell was I? Oh, okay, so yeah. Uh, you know, the goal for a print magazine, in this case, is to get circulation up as much as possible, because the more circulation you have, the more that you can charge for your ad rates, right? So small magazines right. don't get as much per ad as big, giant-ass magazines. Um, right. So... That's why, for those of you guys that subscribe, that's why for a while there we were doing lifetime subscription. And everybody was like, you're freaking off your rocker. Maybe. One, we didn't know how long we'd be around anyway, so the joke might have been on y'all. <laughs> Two, uh, you know, we, were, we are still, to this day, losing our ass on those lifetime subscription guys. Oh, yeah. But... It made our, you know, it made our circulation, our subscribers, our paid subscribers go through the roof. And that's another thing um, in the print world, paid subscribers, paid circulation is different from circulation, right? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's more valuable. If you guys paid to subscribe to a magazine, you want it. You want to open it. You want to experience it. You're kind of a captive audience, right? You kind yep. of like... It's like out with the world and in with the magazine. And that's great for an advertiser, especially you're a in the digital. For the advertiser. Dude, in the digital world where you're like, fuck this, fuck this. All these ads are coming up. You're not yep. looking at any of them because you don't, you're, you're trained to automatically not give relevance to anything. Find that red X as quickly yeah. as you can. Yeah, exactly. Whereas a, a magazine's kind of a different thing, at least for those of us that are, you know, still get it. You know, you kind of yep. like, you just kind of like, block the world out and and that's your thing and there's no comments and there's you know you're just left to your own freaking brain power um mm -hmm. and that's what that's why i dig it that's kind of part of why we hold on to it but uh <clears throat> yeah so y'all thought we were nuts with the lifetime subscriptions we probably were uh but that's why you know because we needed especially as we were pulling out of the newsstand stuff and as we saw that stuff was mm -hmm. going nowhere fast it was like well, dang, how do we grow a magazine? How do we get out there without yeah. physically having to be at every show and shake every hand and, and ask every person to subscribe? How can we just use the internet, you know, to, to yeah. build our subscriptions and boom, lifetime subscriptions? Um, so I don't know. Um, that's kind of to recap, you know, how it works is it's, it, it's this 
fine balance between you gotta you gotta get advertising, you gotta make those guys happy, um, and you feel a loyalty to do that because it's not just an advertiser, man. These guys are your friends; they're supporting you, uh, and and so you want to find a way to support them back. That's part of why. You know, you see us, for example, I mean, even shoot, had to be like eight or ten years ago, we were kind of screaming that JDM was bullshit, you know, because we saw, we see it differently. Is JDM cool? Yeah, it is. Like, I I really freaking like that kind of styling. I like that kind of car. But like, from a magazine perspective, we saw like how dangerous it was because in the in the earlier 2000s, let's say, everything was great because... Everything that was trending was like American-based tuner companies. You know what I mean? And so it was making a really healthy industry and a really healthy aftermarket, really radical shows, you know, like Nopi Nationals where they would have freaking what? Hundreds, hundreds of vendors, like legitimate oh, yeah. vendors, like, you know, like the, the A-list vendors. Um, and then, you know, as in the mid-2000s or whatever is JDM and drifting and all that, you know, like JDM Hondas plus JDM drift scene pretty much killed everything um, as far as the American aftermarket was concerned. And we saw that happen and we were screaming about that. And we were screaming about how JDM was going to kill this thing because, and a lot of the reason, it, maybe it was selfish, but it was for the greater good was that we were like, man, these JDM companies, first of all, they're not advertising in American magazines. They're over there, you know? Mm -hmm. A lot of this stuff is used. A lot of it is used OEM. Like, this is gonna crash and burn, is what we we're looking at. Like, there's no, who makes profit when you buy a set of freaking Type R door cards for a Honda? You know what I mean? Like, who, that you bought who it makes from. profit when you buy some old works that were taken off of a junkyard car and sent to America for us to buy? Like. That money is not going back into our aftermarket, and so it was kind of vanishing. Hindsight, yeah. you know, here we are 10 years later, it's a yeah. real freaking problem, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's changed the whole landscape, so. Well, and I can't tell you over the years, when we were doing a lot of JDM stuff and a lot of stance cars, I can't tell you how many of my, because I'm the ad sales guy, obviously, I, I talk to all the advertisers, and these guys, tell me no a lot it happens it's part of business you know yeah in hindsight um, it pigeonholed us real bad yeah i can't tell you how many of them called me up and said mike i can't do business with you guys anymore because this this jdm crap does not work for our business model yeah you know you're, you're trying to pitch turbo kits superchargers exhaust to people who only care about buying used trendy parts they're, See, they're not real my, customers here's my argument as the editor it is not sellout for me to listen to that you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like it would be flat out childish to not listen to that, to just plug yeah. your ears and go, la, 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 we're going to do it because it's dope, son. You know, like that's childish, Quick right? Quick go out of business. Well, not only that, but you're just, <clears throat> you're just effing everything. Like, it, yeah. you know, like as a magazine, I feel that is, it's kind of our calling to put the aftermarket and the readers kind of in the same pages, right? So yep. whenever we do something, like first, it's gotta be good for everybody. You know, first and foremost, it's gotta be good for the readers. Um, mm -hmm. But but it's also the magazine as a whole and the direction that we go has to be good for the aftermarket, the American aftermarket, the guys, our bros that are out there, all of us, our peers that are out there, you know, trying to build a business and build brands and God forbid hire people like you guys or, you know, like, yeah. 
that all depends on on our aftermarket doing well. And when you're buying 20-year-old used wheels and, you know, like I said, type R door cards, like that takes an industry and it makes it a hobby, you know? Yeah. Uh, you may as well be building little plastic models in your basement. Like, yeah. it's just not, I mean, it. you know, it's cool, but when you look at it from 30,000 feet, when you look at the big picture, it ain't mm -hmm. working. <laughs> so well, that's that, the thing. You, know, you, you, you see it with bigger brands, you know, like a lot of brands out there will try to branch out and try to get other um, segments of people to buy their stuff. Because, like, you can only go after your own segment that you're already getting so much before it's just kind of wasted marketing dollars. So, you know, like, for example, Holly is a good example because they're kind of an American muscle, you know, manufacturer. Um, and they're going to sit there and they're going to try to get into the Japanese and the Euro market, of course. But they're only going to do it for so long if you're not, if you guys aren't buying stuff, like if you guys don't start buying their stuff, they're going to ignore you and they're going to go away and they're not going to come back. Yeah. You know, and, you, and, you'll, you'll and turn to them be clear, Those are the type of companies that are really going to bring innovation to the yes. import scene. You know, that let's just use them for an example. You know, Holly's the type of company that could come in here and revolutionize some stuff for old 240s or Hondas or S chassis cars, which they have. They've got a team or, full of real <clears throat> engineers that are going to make real awesome parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, conversely, uh, the guy that runs that little salvage yard in Japan that's shipping stuff over, mm -hmm. not going to get that out of him. He's gonna he give a shit. He's gonna yeah, he's gonna use this little whatever. He's gonna use y'all till it's used up and to, and then he's gonna go to the next thing. Like that's the way it is. Um so having said that, we still do JEM stuff. because uh, like I said, you know, it is it is about what the readers want, you know? Mm -hmm. Um and and that, you know, that is a huge part of our car culture. That's why S3 is kinda all over the place, because we try and we try and find something for everything, everybody. Not every car that we're gonna feature, you're gonna like. Yeah. Not every car I'm gonna like. But I'm not doing it for me. You know, I'm trying to say, okay, you know, this thing might kind of be a haggard piece of shit, but dude, there's something cool about it, and it's gonna send people to Craigslist, and that's gonna be cool. Like, you know, or or this car over here is here to remind us that no matter how much shit people try and talk on Hondas or think that they grow out of them. You don't grow out of a Honda. That's a killer car at any price, you know, like period. Um, I, I write about that a lot. You can you can quote, grow up and go get yourself a BMW or a Porsche. They're all radical cars, but they're not that freaking swapped Honda. And eventually, if you're true to yourself, you're probably going to want to go back to it at some point. Yep. So yeah, we try and do, you know, some of all of that stuff. And at the same time, you know, we try and do stuff that is going to promote our advertisers. Um, and, and try and help them reach you because that's all they're trying to do. Yep. You know? Yeah, like, like I said to begin with, it's a balancing act. I mean, you really do have to find a way to keep everyone happy. And sometimes it's impossible to do. Sometimes you'll have advertisers that just say, Mike, we're not feeling the love. Um, <laughs> we're out, you know, and that or, sucks. And I hate hearing that. But nine times out of ten, y'all remember our junk in the trunk little joke pages that ran off a couple of them. We got to bring that back, man. Yeah, that, SSR that, had no humor, man. Oh yeah, they no. were they were really not fans of that. Um, and VP Racing, at he all. was right. He was right. Looking back, some of those jokes got a little rough. I wouldn't read them to my mama. 
yeah, no, you were watching a bit too much Family Guy and Internet <laughs> at that time in your life, so we'll let it stop. <clears throat> well, my theory was if you come out of the gate just really offensive, you won't get in trouble later for being offensive. It is the Family Guy thing, you know, he yeah. gets away with anything that if a politician said it, he'd lose his career. But, you know... Because... Nah, he gets away with it because he does it through characters. The same reason Koenig can say what he wants when he's got that little dog on his hand. Right. You know, because he's saying it through the character. He's not saying it. He is actually <laughs> I, saying I it. Say he's that. just saying it through a character. Right. Okay, so we need a mascot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just an offensive S3 mascot. All right. Okay, so anyway, to keep it on track, is there anything else we need to tell these people? It kind of... I don't think so. kind of yeah. makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and, and anybody who, who wants to go make a magazine company, uh, first, don't, because that's competition and I don't like it. Second, <laughs> uh, you got to go to SEMA. That's pretty much where we go and make what? Would you say 95% of our revenue for the year? Yeah. Go in there and it's just a week full of uh, shaking hands and kissing babies. Yeah. You know, making deals and, you know, telling people what you're going to do. Dreams of grandeur for everyone and everybody gets back and sleeps after Thanksgiving and forgets about everything they talked about at SEMA, pretty yeah. much. I'm trying to think of what else I wanted to say, man. Oh, that's why you guys might also notice we've been tinkering with little sidebars within mm -hmm. features. A um, couple reasons for that. One, because it's a pretty cool way to incorporate advertisers without having just a traditional ad necessarily. Yeah. Um, kind of makes it more involved. Also, in the digital world where all of our articles now have to go um, online at some point, or should yep. anyway, like those sidebars can travel with that feature forever, you know, in, in five years or whatever, when somebody's mm -hmm. looking up um, a 240 or whatever it is, like that article pop up and that little sidebar from an advertiser that had a part on that car will pop up. <clears throat> because, you know, I mean, we can take a, a magazine and put the articles online, but then the advertisers kind of get screwed in that situation because the ads don't transfer over. Um, yeah. It's just the articles. Um, but I don't know. I pride ourselves on the fact that, you know, we mm -hmm. never have sold out, man. We've always, every, yeah. every move that we have made, it's always been genuine first. Yes. Um, it really has. I mean, we've passed on things that, you know, people were trying to throw us cash to do some stuff that we were just like, nah, man, we're not, we're not going to do that, you know? Because, yeah. I mean, once you lose your voice, once you lose that trust with a reader, dude, that's yeah. it. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't want to name names, but some, dude, the, the, the old publisher of S3, man, it was sold the hell out. It was, yeah. I remember that one issue I got to do, we were working on a cover and he goes, eh, we're not doing that anymore. We're doing this because they bought an ad. It's like, seriously? You know, like, I mean, articles were articles were purely generated out of ads. There was no, like, you know what I mean? Everything was for sale. Uh, I, I have a buddy that, that was a, a designer at, at one of the, I guess, Source magazines. It's now 10 or whatever, whether it was Import Tuner or Super Street. And, and, and he got the job of his life, right? A art director at one of these magazines. And mm -hmm. he ended up quitting because it was like, man, he was like, dude, First of all, I don't get to shoot the cars, obviously. He's like, they've already been shot. He's like, second of all, I don't even get the shoot. Somebody has already gone through the shoot and decided what photos I'm going to get to use based on product placement or stickers yeah. or whatever. He's like, so I get like seven photos. And they're like, here's your seven photos. Use all of them. 
know, he's like, where's the art in that? You know, yeah. it's just like this, you know, and so it kind of, kind of broke his heart in a way to, to you know, yep. to, to climb the ladder and end up at the top and then realize the top's kind of a boring place to be sometimes. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like those companies, they may be very, you know, wildly popular, but they are machines. And they are there to do one thing and one thing only, and that is generate revenue, no matter right. how the hell they have to do it. We, we're more of like the starving artists. You know, it sucks. I absolutely wish that we made more money, but at the same <laughs> time, I'm glad I didn't sell my soul to do it. Yeah, when you look back as an old man, you might be proud of what you did, but yeah, yeah it, 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 it's just, it's different. You know, it just is. Um, you know, I've heard stories from those same friends that like, these big media companies, you know, like the, the guys that run these things don't know what the hell a car is. I mean, you know, like they, I mean, like <clears throat> this is no joke. Like one of the managers that oversaw the enthusiast car brand division had mm. to go watch Fast and Furious to get up to speed. Like, when he first got the job, I remember that. That's what he did because like it was literally like, what kind of car is this? Fuck, I don't know. You know, like he just, he didn't know what a 240 was like, mm. and, and to be fair, he had come from another industry, but that's the thing. Like, you know, they just, it, it is, it is a business, <laughs> it is a profit making business. And I can't blame them for that because at the end of the day, people gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta have homes, you gotta buy food, you gotta feed your kids and your wife, your, your family, you know? So I don't blame them at all, but we're just in it for a different reason. Right. You know, we're in it as true enthusiasts, not not money first. Like this isn't a job first to me. This is a, this is this goes back to what we were saying. It's more of a hobby for me than it is a job. Dude, it's it's my whole identity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. it's so much more than a job. It's it's I mean, it's my entire network in life. It's I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I I guess the point is subscribe, please. Please. You're not keeping us in business, but you are in a roundabout way. You're helping for about three um, or four issues. Yeah, no, I mean, the more y'all that subscribe, you know, the more advertisers will pay attention. The biggest um, thing you can do is, is if you see an advertiser in our book and you like what they make, you like what they do with us in the magazine, tell them. Let them know. Yeah. You know? Buy their shit, man. Buy their shit. That's the biggest Inspire. way to tell them. The, the best way to cast your vote on it's, a company is to buy their shit. It's so freaking tempting these days because there's so many digital outlets to buy other shit. You know, mm. like back when I was a teenager and we were getting into it, you had to buy new. You just bought new shit. That's what you did. You read the magazines. You were like, damn, man, Greddy has got the back cover. Greddy has got like five pages here and here. Like... You know, and there'd be an article on like how much power they made on a DSM with the Grady exhaust and intake. You know, you were just, you were like, I want that. You know, and yeah. that's the way it was. But now you're like, I want that. That's how much? Ooh, let me go on this Facebook page. Oh, somebody's got one used and it's like a hundred bucks. You know, yeah. like, I mean, I get it. Dude. Or some knockoff I, brand. I get it. Like, it's very, very hard to pass mm. up a good deal on used parts. And hell, you know, do it if you want to. But like, realize that you know nobody's making money off of the used parts that are just circulating recirculating recirculating damn man there's probably an exhaust right now for sale on some facebook page has been on seven cars in the past 15 years yeah and somebody's gonna buy it today and put it on mm. an eight you know it's just like 
I mean, I get it. Look, hey, you know, we've all got different budgets. It's really hard to spend more when you don't have to, but your 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 money's not wasted. You know what I mean? Like it's not you're not just wasting money buying new. You are creating the ability for these companies to innovate new products and keep themselves employed and hire people. Maybe you one day, <laughs> you know. Like, well, in a, in a in a in a small niche little community like this is, you know, I say community, but it's it's a it's a big business circle at the end of the day. Um, but it's different. Everybody but, plays an important part. You know, like you may think that oh my 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 purchase doesn't matter. Those guys are going to be just fine. That's not necessarily true. That's not necessarily true at all. Um, yeah. Your purchase may very well keep that company in business for the next year. You don't know. Yeah. Well, because there's a million other little dudes just like you, man, teetering on mm -hmm. that same decision. Yep. Um, so anyway, and yeah, this is an industry and this is a business, but it's a very unique one in that I would say the vast, vast, vast majority of people that work in it bleed this and bleed this culture. You know, like, I mean, very rarely do we bump into people that were like, holy cow, that guy doesn't give a shit about cars at all. Like, yeah, yeah. these people are in this industry because yeah. they're married to it, you know? Because at yeah, some yeah. point, they're like, this is what I want to do. And, you know, yeah. we've taken pay cuts and we struggle and we do whatever to, just because we love, I do, like, you know that, that shit you see online about Mondays? I don't have that. Like, as a matter of fact, it sounds really corny. I get a little depressed on Friday a lot of time because I'm like, shoot! You know, I didn't get everything done. I wanted to get done, and then I get kind of amped up for Monday because you get you get yeah. rolling again. Because um, you enjoy your job, you enjoy the working hours. <clears throat> yeah. So, anyway, um, yeah, I guess that's about it, right? I, did, did we make yeah. a point? Did we make it? Do we need a recap? Is there a point to make? I mean, you know, the whole thing is a lot of you dudes out there haven't spent the time to think about how magazines survive. Why would you? It doesn't matter. But just so you know, it's not survival of the dopest. You know, it's kind of just, you know, it, it, that's not how it works. There's, um, we can have the best content in the world. It doesn't mean you're going to have the most advertisers. Um, you know, you can have a lot of subscribers and not necessarily have a lot of advertisers. So, I don't know. There's a lot of things at play. Magazines run off of advertising first and foremost. And when you subscribe, um, it allows us to have more power, I guess you would say, or more pull or more attraction to advertisers. Uh, so I guess that's it. But yes, yeah. it is not necessarily subscribers. Although we do love it when you go and get your bros to subscribe or something because your car was in the magazine. Please do that. Um, and I guess that's it. Hope you guys yeah. learned something. Class dismissed. Okay. All right. Bye.